You're listening to Bros Let's Talk. Hey. Let's talk. Pat here with the full squad. Jimmy, Sean, and Andy. What's up, dudes? What up, y'all? Are y'all remaining sane during this stay-at-home, stay-in-place order? Yes. So far, so sane. Not so sane, but so far, sane. I really want to go to the gym soon. Oh, dude, me too. Please, God, lift this stay-at-home order. So, Sean, I was... I was actually thinking of suggesting this. Maybe we could start doing some uh, some boxing workouts outside. I'm down. Because I'm going a little bit crazy myself. I'm definitely... The limits of my mental sanity are being pushed. I think when you, when you obviously live with someone, you think that you have a certain level of comfortability, but you're also never put in the position where you're forced to stay in the same place <laughs> for an extended period of time. That's very true. It's directed towards me, Pat. No, no, no. Not towards you at all. (laughs) All I'm saying is Alyssa's been home a week longer than me, so it's hitting her a little bit earlier than it is me. But last night, we went over to my parents for a movie night. We were watching Jumanji The Next Level. Nice change of scenery. Recharged the batteries. Everyone's feeling great today. Ended in insanity, though. (laughs) Right as the movie was... Climaxing. Apexing, like we want the coronavirus was, to do. Like the movie was peaking and my pants were rising. And all of a <laughs> sudden begun to peak. There's a <laughs> all of a sudden there's just a a slight it wasn't even that loud either, just like a and the power just goes out. So we were supposed to get bad storms last night and we were assuming maybe something like but we look outside, the weather's not that bad. Literally, an entire tree fell and uprooted between my parents and their neighbor's house. It's kind of crazy their... that it wasn't that loud. I know, right? It, you could kind of yeah, like, you you heard it, but for, you for heard a tree it, but falling, it wasn't exactly. as loud as you'd think it would be. Like you might not have noticed it had the power not gone out. Probably. Exactly. So exactly. what we thought it was a couple of years, as probably like almost ten years ago now at this point. But when we had some of those bad storms in Elmhurst, those microbursts back in like two thousand eight yeah. to ten range, uh, my parents. The transformer that is in the backyard between all the yards back there got struck and made this huge explosion and and noise. So when it happened last night, we thought maybe the transformer got struck again because obviously we lost power. But as I said, we look outside, we see a big tree. Unfortunately for my parents, they're the only house that loses power on the entire block because the tree (laughs) falls right on their line. But shout out to ComEd. They got there and the power was restored by 145, which was about... Within three hours of the original tree falling, so that was pretty awesome response time. That Shout out really to Comed. It was uh, it was definitely an experience. More so upset. I still don't know how Jumanji: The Next Level ends. Right. We were so now, we were witnessing a Pegasus take flight. And spoilers, Jim. Gosh. Well, it's not going to spoil anything. I mean, well, minor spoilers. It is. Who guessed the Pegasus? You did. No one except you me. Did. So That's it's a spoiler a for anyone except me. Also, God. not a shout out to the village of Elmhurst. Uh, not only did a tree fall and take out my parents' fence and, and power line, but 
It was a weed tree that, for those of you that don't know, I'm not talking about marijuana. I'm talking about a, an actual weed that you find in your yard that wasn't <laughs> that grew into a tree. That grew into a tree that my dad has been trying to get the village to take down for years, and they. If it was a weed tree. There would have been a fire too. <laughs> right, and then and then the night and right now would be very different. However, my dad's been trying to get them to take them down for years because they're they're in between like. It's in between like land yeah. plot lines. Yeah. So, it's, so the it's, city owns the yes, area. The city owns the, the six inches or the one foot of area that the tree is on and they wouldn't come and take it out. And now they got a big problem on their hands because Jim Riley is not happy. Dude, I say he gets him because the fact that that thing uprooted yes. without being a windy night Correct. or anything like that just means that it should have been pulled a long, long and time I, ago. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, anyone who knows Jim Riley knows that he is Potentially one of the nicest guys in the world. One of the best you human beings not, on earth. And that's not just us being biased. You do not want to get on Jim Riley's bad side because he will talk you into a coffin. <laughs> it's true. He Dude. will. He just has a way with words and people to where he just completely owns them. It's awesome. City of Elmhurst is on his shit list. <laughs> yep, and they don't even know what's coming. Right? And the rotavirus is keeping him inside. He's about to be a keyboard warrior and just destroy <laughs> them. <laughs> Well, staying in in routine, it's a good segue because owning people seems to run in the family. One of the things I've been enjoying most. Yeah, Pat's been having a great this, time with this. So this has become we've, my we've been new enjoying favorite, his text. My new favorite pastime while being at home is just arguing with stupid sports fan on Facebook and just bodying, eviscerating them with them. facts and statistics and watching them bumble around like a bunch of idiots it started lighthearted. we have our nice little friendly rivalry with hot ham and Vinny's throwing out his hot takes that he can't back up but i'm not just gonna stand <laughs> idly and let him do that i'm gonna fight back so his is all in good fun i think he at least has some basic sports knowledge so i don't mind going back and forth with him but there's also this bears fan page that i'm a fan of and i've been texting you guys for a few months about this how how i loathe this page so much because there's so many stupid people dude like i 30, i bounced out like day 5 after you invited there's like 30,000 people in this group it's crazy but there are so many dumb bears fans and from time to time i will actually indulge in the conversation throw my opinion out there see what these people have so someone posted a graphic today to the page that was and and here's his caption with the with the graphic but yet y'all just hate on mitch shaking my head with a couple middle fingers and eye rolling emojis the graphic at hand it says bad throws of the 2019 regular season and then the list is as such number one Jameis winston 124 jared goff number two 123 tom brady number three 118 number four aaron Rodgers, 114 number five carson wentz 106 Number six, Mitchell Trubisky, 93. So this dude posts this graphic, somehow supposed to be arguing in favor of Mitchell Trubisky, even though he appears on the list. Right, let's start the there. 10. He's on the list. He's, He's on in the, the top list. 10. He's on the list. For this He's stat none of us have ever heard of, quote-unquote, bad pass Seriously, list. that's bad another stat. portion. Another stats post, whoever stats post is, so... Whatever, I see this, it's stupid, it clearly doesn't favor Mitch at all, so, you know, and then I start scrolling through the comments, because I'm curious to see if people are on the same page as me, and then I come across the fool of all fools, 
And Sean is going to help me do the back and forth reading between this conversation that me and this guy had because my greatest victory to date. He deleted his whole comment thread after being <laughs> unable to even have a semblance of an argument argument Dude, with me. Online forums are even worse now because everyone has the time to be on them. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Dude, exactly. everything's potent right now. Okay, so Sean is playing the part of Michael Haskett. So go ahead and read uh, the original comment. All right. Bitch haters really don't know basic fundamentals of pro football. <laughs> Michael Haskett, please explain then, expert football fan. That was me. <laughs> At Pat Riley, when was there ever a day that I was required to explain something to you? When you called out my knowledge of football, I want to hear from such a revered, revered expert like yourself since you know so much. Wrong. Never is the correct answer, and that's the way it's going to be. Please explain football fundamentals to me, because from where I'm sitting, Mitch has happy feet in the pocket, stares down his first read, and is slow going through his progression. He also struggles with deep ball accuracy and pretty much any throw extending past 15 yards. Those are all QB fundamentals that I notice Mitch struggle with when I watch him play the position. But I would like an expert like yourself to tell me why I'm wrong. The fact that you won't even take the time to type out a well-thought-out reasoning to back up your the ridiculous message that you posted shows that you know nothing. Let me think a minute. Yep, still zero fucks given about what you have to say. <laughs> have a nice day. This is the best part. You've had seven hours to think of reasoning <laughs> since you posted this, meaning you have none. You have a nice day as well. The call-out of the timestamp of seven hours is so fucking funny to me. I love that. So, to me... <laughs> hold on, there's still hold one. On, there's still one. More. I thought we were done. Oh, no. No, I just wanted to point that out because it's so funny to tell someone they had so long to think of something. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Sorry. Uh, I still don't ever a day in my life... I still don't ever a just day in my life that idiot. I was required to explain anything to you. Are you stupid? <laughs> Didn't I already tell you that? <laughs> I'm asking you to back up your your claim that you posted to a Facebook group. Keep deflecting, though. It's really helping your claim. Because I'd be considered a Mitch hater, football realist. You said I don't know football fundamentals. Please explain them to me so I can understand and become a Mitch fanboy. Call it what I want. I also said zero fucks given, but you're dumb to understand that as well. Carry on and get lost, fly. <laughs> <laughs> right. My whole point is don't make r ridiculous claims you can't back up. It's fine if you like Mitch. I hope he turns it around this year. But when you question other people's knowledge and then are unable to put together a coherent argument when they push back, you, sir, look like the dumb one. Which to he laughed to. He laughed to that. Simply put, it was something I typed in when I was wasted drunk ah, last night. Ah, there it Just is. Stir the pot with someone like you. Nothing more, nothing less. It's irrelevant. Who cares what someone you don't know says on social media? Coward. That's a valid point. That is a valid point, but this guy is also clearly Fair enough, coward. and I honestly don't care what you think, but like I said before, when you post to a group, you open yourself up for criticism when you can't back up your points. I'm just curious as to how someone comes up with that opinion, trying to understand the other half. Go away, dude. Are you mentally ill? <laughs> no, I am a real Bears fan that actually has opinions about the team, not just drunken troll posts. And then he deleted the thread after that. So first of all, my thoughts are this dude is a try hard. Let me think. Zero fucks given. Cool, dude. You started the conversation. So what do you mean zero fucks given? You obviously give fucks because you wouldn't have started the conversation if you didn't. Then he pulled the classic, 
white dude move. Getting, like, dude who slides into a girl's DMs. Oh, shit, I was hacked. My bad. He pulled I was up, drunk. Oh, I was drunk. My bad. And, Andy, I do agree with you that I could care less about this guy's opinion. This whole back and forth, which he doesn't understand. He thinks I'm hung up on this opinion. This whole back and forth is about proving that don't say dumb shit if you don't have anything to back it up with. Because there are people who actually pay attention to sports. And, like, right now, again, I'm thriving in this situation. I look at all this stuff like practice for my craft. Dude, but I'm didn't you hear? He arguments. was drunk. <laughs> and I, you know what? I should have posted this. And I don't know why I didn't. I was trying to think of, like, a funny response. That I said it. I, I had it typed out. I said, fair enough. Well, next time, uh, if you can't handle the heat, don't stir the pot. Something like that. But I was like, eh, I'm just going to keep no, body this. You know guy. what you should have said was, dude, totally understandable. I remember my first beer. <laughs> oh, that would have been a good one. Damn it, the, Jim. The sad I fact is there are definitely like Mitch truthers out there who would look at this as a positive. Like, look, even Brady had more bad passes well, than him. It's, it's like, just dude, funny are you re- like, seriously, like people will use this as an excuse so for, for Trubisky in, in somehow a positive light. My whole Pathetic. thing that I think is hilarious is like this guy – He basically called out anyone who doesn't like Mitch, says that they don't know basic fundamentals of pro football. Right. Me and him had a 17 reply back and forth. He mentioned fundamentals zero times in any of his comments. When all I was asking him was to explain the fundamentals that I'm missing since I don't think Mitch is a great quarterback. And it's just – Whatever. I don't I don't like this guy is no skin off my back. I'm not going to think about him ever again. But I want you to know that there are people out there that will call you out for being an idiot. Yeah, he's obviously just trying to troll, but the sad fact is not for him. If you're going to troll, do it right. Well, the sad fact is Trubisky's so bad that he there's like nothing that like he can't even like fake defend. I feel like Definitely. nobody could fake defend Trubisky after his performance last year. So that to his credit, Trubisky is as bad like that's the worst person to try and defend also why why are you choosing to die on the hill of mitch trubisky over your team (laughs) over your chicago bears team with what we've added on defense either via free agency or re-signing our own guys if we have a competent which is what we were screaming for last year give us a competent quarterback we went eight and eight with mitch They've now expanded the playoff or the amount of teams that make the playoffs per conference. Why are you going to die on the Mitch Trubisky hill? I don't understand it. I don't get it. You're right. Also, and I've told this to Pat numerous times when we've watched games together, I really like Mitch like as a person. He seems like a really good dude. He's easy to root for. He's just not good. Yeah, He's just not right. good. And I tried dying on that hill during the season. I tried looking up stats that would – promote Mitch and make him look better than he was and he's just not. So we went out and we got a quarterback who knows this offense, who won a Super Bowl in this offense. Granted, it was under Doug Peterson who, as of right now, seems to be a better play caller. But Nick Foles gives us, the Bears, a better chance to win with, again, a stacked defense. Hopefully we'll add more weapons on offense. Why are you dying on the Mitch Trubisky hill? And doing so with a stat that A, isn't real and B, proves he's not good. I, I don't understand yeah. that. Jimmy, drop drop the rest of your knowledge. Jimmy did some additional research. So I'm this. not done extrapolating everything. However, just just show the Mitch parts. However, That's the parts that matter. What I'm working on now is a spreadsheet. Okay, so he just shows. That's how you know it's official. Yes, thank you. He just shows bad passes, right? So when I went back and did, and I looked at the the completion percentage of all the quarterbacks on that list, and 
found out their total number of incomplete passes, which wasn't difficult. I then took their bad passes and divided it by their incomplete passes. And Mitch was had an incompletion rate of, of bad passes at 50%, meaning of the, of the incompletions that he had, 50% of them were bad passes. Where did that rank on the list? That ranked... Probably number one. No, it wasn't number one, actually. Number one... Hold on, let me pull the shit Let me up. guess. Looking at this list, number one, I'm going to go with Jared Goff. Yes. Yeah, so actually Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers were tied for number one at 53%. However, what I did not take into account, and as I said when I came in, was if you're going to... If you're going to look at bad passes, you also need to take into account dropped balls by the you have quarterback's to receivers. Drop balls from the incomplete. Correct. So that's what I'm going to do next. You, I'm going to go back. Well, do you to also point, have to actually, take away the Bears, interceptions? The too. Bears were up there and dropped passes, so that might actually help Mitch's. Well, Mitch missed two they of those games. Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh, okay. But well, that, that makes but a hold on. I can give you the top ten. I think uh, at least six of the teams I looked at that had quarterbacks on this list were in the top 10. So that's going to change it immensely. So I'm going to go back, back and, and figure that out. To the original point, I just I will never understand how someone could have posted this thinking this makes Mitch Trubisky look good. He's on the list. He's, He's on the list. Number six on He's the list. in the top 10. I, I think his point is that it's a list there's, there's better players. Aaron Rodgers, Tom yes. Brady. Yes, yes. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly but what it is. to what I said before, the, the those guys all had 20 to 25 touchdown passes, and uh, Brady right. was in the playoffs, Rodgers was in the playoffs, Wentz was in the playoffs. Goff was almost in the playoffs. Right? They were and then the you got Kyler out. Murray, rookie, who's up and coming, Russell Wilson, who is Russell Wilson. Let's give me a break. Josh Allen, the Bills are up and coming. You know, there, there's players on this list who are. So when you, okay, should I the add, thing that hurts should the, most, I add the passes dropped to the completions, or take them away from incomplete passes? You take them away from incompletions. That's, yeah, that's okay. I'm pretty sure you also have to subtract uh, interceptions, don't you? No, because a bad. Throw no, because that would consist of a bad pass. So here's the okay. thing, though. Of all these te- uh, quarterbacks on the list, most of their teams didn't average 16 points a game this year. Right. That's where the huge thing plays in because you can't afford to have this type of inconsistency and it's with production. Too. Exactly. Right. When you're not scoring points, you can't look at these numbers. Like, okay, Aaron Rodgers had 114 bad throws. They won 13 games, had a first round bye in the playoffs, were one game away from the fucking Super Bowl. Right. You're going to tell me this is supposed to make Mitchell Trubisky look better than that? Fuck you. You're stupid. Seriously? Not you guys. The person who posted this, the person who made this stat, everyone's stupid except us. Well, the, yeah, it's just the fact stupid. that he he took it to defend Trubisky. Like you can right. post this list because this is these are good numbers to know, regardless of who you're a fan That's, of. That started getting tracked by Pro Football Focus, and it was I remember looking at this last year before the season started, and it was basically it's a stat of completely uncatchable balls. So even if it's like if a ball is thrown at your feet. That's deemed catchable. Mm. A bad throw is deemed uncatchable. So, so what you're saying, basically, if there's a th- uh, pass from Trubisky and it hits his wide receiver in the hand, but he doesn't catch it and then it's picked, it would not make it on this list. Correct. Yes. Okay. I believe okay, that's gotcha. correct. Pre- the fact that Pro Football Focus is the one who started tracking this gives me a little more 
puts me at ease kind of because oh, I had never heard of this bad I mean, throws yeah. category ever until today. So, And for those of you who are trying to become more football experts like ourselves, like ourselves pro, yeah. pro Football Focus and Pro Football Reference are two really good websites to start at. They offer a lot of advanced analytics and stats. So you're able to kind of understand the game from the numbers a little bit more than when you're just watching. Because honestly, when you're watching a football game, you're missing so much of what happens. A lot of actual paid experts will tell you that, you know, they watch the game back multiple different times and they're focusing on different players, different positions every time they do a watch through. Because, again, there's so many different things that can factor into why a play breaks down or whatnot. Um, But the other thing I wanted to bring up is that the fact that last year, um, all these things considered, Mitch's average yard per attempt last year was bad. 6.1 yards, unless I'm reading that wrong or looking at the wrong stat. But even so, that's – no, that can't be right. Let me find this. But his – it couldn't be more than 10 yards. You know what I mean? Like his average throw, he wasn't throwing more than 15 yards very much. So these inaccuracies are coming on shorter throws throws than most people. Like, yeah, I'm sure a high number of his are on his deep balls because we've seen him miss it time and time again. But he's also missing – you know, 10-yard ins. He's also missing, you know, 10-yard slants. Just easy throws that quarterbacks should be making. Everyone's got to take those things into account. Trubisky's just not a good quarterback. I really – I'm very, very scared uh, to think that Trubisky's going to be the week one starter, which I think is more than likely no, going to happen. No, you think so? Uh, I don't I – I think just – you know, I do think so. I think Ryan Pace is like, you know, still trying to, to basically die on the Trubisky Hill. He doesn't want to go back. He doesn't want to backpedal. He wants to give Trubisky a chance with an off season uh, of them, you know, helping him read defenses and going through progressions. I think he, he is going be. to have to clear cut. Yeah, win. Foles. He'd have to be like really good. I and, think. And I think it's. I think. Trubisky's job to lose. Nick Foles is going to have to outsling Trubisky. I disagree. I, I I hope I'm wrong, but that's what it feels like when I when I think about Ryan Pace and the Bears front office in relation but to Mitch. To counterpoint against what I think, the reason that Teddy Bridgewater walked away from the deal with the Bears is because they told him that he would not be the clear cut Week One starter. Right. So Foles is going to have to outsling Trubisky, which he should unless, be able to do unless they rank Foles. Above Teddy Bridgewater and told him. But I tell I you what, I, I, I guarantee that. you right now, Matt Nagy ranks Nick Foles ahead of Mitch Trubisky, and that's what matters most. And I think yeah. he God, I hope is, so. is kind of hell bent on getting Foles in there and running the offense that he wants to run because Foles can run this offense. I know everyone has stuff to say about Foles because he had two really bad stops, one in St. Louis. And then Jacksonville, which wasn't even terrible. He he was playing he really well that first game, and then he game. got hurt. Yeah. And then Minshew took over. Um, but when we've seen Foles do well, it's when he's in positions to win, when he's in a system that he's comfortable with, when he has coaches around him. All the coaches around him right now have been around him during his best seasons. And I think that's the important thing to focus on. And I think Nagy – I just I feel like Nagy's really focused on this team taking the next step, and he knows that they're not going to do that with Mitch. Yeah, we'll I see. agree. Andy, also, what do you think? I wanted to ask you as a Packers fan what you think of the Nick Foles and the the Quinn signing for the Bears, which is their biggest or probably their second biggest offseason transaction behind Foles. But um, Foles, Foles, I'm not scared about from a 
rival standpoint, but from a Bears standpoint, I I don't think there's a I I don't think there's a lose situation in making that signing. Either he either he goes out and is mediocre just like Mitch and they stay eight and eight, it didn't cost them a ton. Yeah. Or he goes out there, he either advances Mitch's understanding of football, which he's been known to be a really good leader in the clubhouse and teaching the younger guys. Or he goes out there and he's fully capable like he was in Philly and it improves their team. So I don't think there's a real cost to making that signing. Um, so I, I don't think it was a automatically improve your team signing though. Mm-hmm. I so was it, I was worried about them signing. I thought Bridgewater would have been a good signing. I thought Cam would have been a good signing. So um, here's the thing though about Bridgewater and everyone brings him up because he had a hot – Hot um, run last year when Breeze went out. He kept that team afloat, went 5-0. Mm-hmm. and 0. I feel like people aren't talking about this enough. Everyone brings up with Foles that his success has only really come as a backup when he's come in in relief. You can say the exact same thing about Teddy Bridgewater. He, well, had he was successful me- in Minnesota, though. Yeah, but he, he wasn't a game changer. He was like – his numbers were like Mitch's numbers. He was a game manager, basically. Minnesota wasn't winning games because of Teddy Bridgewater. He was helping right, them win Right, but he games. also adds the running ability – I'll, uh, Lamar he did Grant. add the running ability. I mean, I, he's still a good athlete, but after that knee injury, I don't think he wants to be running like he once did. I just feel like people over – like you have to kind of look at it from both ends. If you're going to bring that up with Nick Foles, you also have to keep that in regards when you think of Bridgewater too. One thing I'm – if Nick Foles outwins, he doesn't have the legs, but he runs the Rippo very, very well. Like that's yeah. that was his bread and butter. He can do the RPO as good as, you know, most – above average quarterbacks he's not like you know he's never going to be at the level or you don't think anyways but you don't think he's going to be at the level of you know Lamar Jackson and these guys who can run after going through their progressions but to get the run pass option is going to be huge Trubisky could never get that under his belt Nick which is insane because he's such a good athlete and he should be able to thrive with an RPO he should be able to I just look at it athleticism wouldn't even come that's the thing Nick Foles is not it's all about it's all he just has the mental to get it done yeah and my biggest thing is like you look at last year and Bears finished eight and eight and towards the end of the season they had a chance they were still in it down the stretch both games against the Packers were really tightly contested games that had our offense showed up in any semblance, we could have won both of those games. So I feel like I, I just can't help but think the defense got better from last year. They're going to get players healthy back this year. If we could just have decent quarterback play, right? Which is what that's we've at been least that's at least two more wins. For. That's ten wins, and then we're probably in the playoffs. So Andy, does the Robert Quinn signing scare you? Are you more worried about the Bears defense? Um, Do you think that'll make us a viable threat in the division? I it worries me from a from a pass rush standpoint. I think he he very much capitalized on having a really good year. Um I again, from an outsider's perspective, I'd want to see him do it more than one year cuz yeah. He wasn't he didn't put up those numbers the year before that. Um but he did what he needed to do to get a contract and He's clearly a great athlete, and opposite Khalil Mack is going to be a problem. But you think he's an upgrade from Leonard Floyd? Um, see, he got paid like an upgrade for sure. Yeah, but Leonard Floyd, they could drop out, and he could actually cover. I don't know if Robert Quinn does that. Yeah, Robert Quinn's more of a situational 
uh, pass rusher. Like yeah. he's just more of a third down guy, and he comes in and pass rushing rushing situations. Yeah. So he's not gonna. He's, he's not, not gonna, gonna be every down. Not an every down guy. Who? Um, Quinn. Quinn. You don't think yeah. so? No, that's not how they used him in Dallas. Yeah, but right. I think that's, that's why, why so I think they're going to have to here, though. I don't think you paid him $70 million to be a third down guy. I just don't know who we're going to swap out with. No, him. I just, I mean, I'm not saying he's only going to be used on third down, but I don't think he's a four down lineman or outside linebacker, wherever they put him in. I that think he that's my, never has that's been my in his point. career. He's had a couple nice seasons. He's had, he had a nice run in LA. He had 10.5 sacks, 19 sacks, and 10.5 three years in a row. And then, yeah, he went 11.5 for Dallas last year after only 6.5 in Miami. I think that he is a professional football player more so than Leonard Floyd was. Just how Nick Foles is a professional quarterback more so than Mitch Trubisky. So, if you take that for what it is by itself, you would assume on paper this team would improve. Now, we've seen Detroit, they're going to continue to be nothing. They all hate their coach. They don't know how to run an offense or play defense. Minnesota seems to be letting guys go on the defensive end, which is their strong point. They just re-upped Kirk Cousins. So almost by default, I would think that... I think you guys lost a lot of depth in on defense, though. Corner and linebacker. Oh, for sure. Was a big loss. Well, that's why, that's why the, the, the draft, I think, again. is going to be super important also. At the same token... Andy, you said the Packers were 13-3 and last year, but you didn't believe in them much. They haven't done anything to, to I feel like, really make you seem like, oh, shit, this team is, you know, they're back. So while I think it would be a stretch to say the Bears are division favorites, almost by default I think they're going to be the Packers' competition for the, the, the division. That doesn't mean that it will actually be competition, but I just think by default it's going to be between the Bears and the Packers. It's tough to tell because I I think the defense is going to be somewhere in the middle between where it was two years ago and where it was last year. Um, But even it was still a top ten defense last year. Okay, so what they're the fifth best defense in the NFL then? That's still good enough to win you football games. Right. And I think I I agree that that they lost some depth on defense, but um, they're also going to be getting back some starters that they were missing for a good portion of last year. And, like, Kwiatkowski, it sucks that he's gone, but he played himself up to a contract. You're not going to pay. Roquan Smith's better than Nick Kwiatkowski. No matter how you look at it, he just is. Kwiatkowski, the only reason he played is because of the Trevathan injury. That's and, only, and that's Roquan, the reason he got yeah. – yeah, And Roquan. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, the, he got in via injury. So, if we can stay healthy, but that's what Andy was it's saying. Just, we lost depth. So, you if just we don't look stay at healthy, it, though, and it's like – the Bears obviously underperformed last year after having massive expectations going in. But it's not like – like, there is a lot of talent on the roster. I think that's something that people are forgetting about just because they didn't perform last year, right. especially on the defensive side of the ball. There is still a lot of talent. So I think you're right, Jim. I think it's going to be between um, the Packers and, and the Bears. Like, the Vikings will still stick around. You know, they'll still be tough. But I just when I look at it, it's, it's hard to imagine any other scenario. But again, Vikings last year I, I didn't really – I couldn't imagine the Bears falling on their face like they did last year. So you never really know. No, exactly. Knowing, Vikings, knowing the that there's, a playoff a, there's team? another option. I mean, they're, the Vikings are going to be solid. Kirk, no, they, Kirk they Cousins, lost a lot on defense, though. They lost a ton Did they really? I know they lost on their line, right? Yeah. I mean, Xavier Rose, they, they lost in all, fat, all facets of the defense, I think. Line, secondary, 
They lost like one guy from each level. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I wouldn't even consider Xavier Rhodes that big of a loss. Like yeah, I know his seat, like overall, he was a great player, but yeah, he looked old last year. He really did. He took a couple of headshots and didn't even go into the concussion protocol. Was I was like, like how is he still standing right now? Guy. Unbelievable. So I, to me, the the thing that gives me more confidence going in after seeing what happened last season was knowing that if if Sean's right and Mitch ends up the week one starter, there's someone that can come in and take his job. Yeah. That's that hasn't been the case the last if, two years. So if Mitch, if Mitch ends sucks, up the, the week one starter, we have more problems than we know. Right. Because then, if Nick Foles can't beat out Mitch Trubisky, and you're not going to tell me in one year with a coronavirus laden world where Mitch can't be out working with his receivers and who knows what he's able to do that if he can't, be, he's not going to improve that much. And if Nick Foles cannot beat him out, we have major problems with this team. Major problems. I think the Trubisky just sucks, dude. Like, I, I would like to say physically he can get it done, but physically he can't get it done. He doesn't have that great of an arm strength. He refuses to run now. When he rolls out of the pocket, he can't throw on the run. And it's like, so he can't work on that. And, like, mentally he's got nothing. So he can work on game film and, like, trying to, you know, look for progressions that he can go through or reading defenses or, you know, Dialing, uh, dialing in coverages and stuff like he can work on all that, but I just don't think he's just got so far to go. It's like there's no way. I think way the worst thing that happened for Mitch this off season was when Patrick Mahomes came out and said he just finally learned how to read defenses in the NFL. <laughs> because I mean, okay, you just learned, but you threw. 55 touchdowns last year and you won a Super Bowl this year. So yeah. people are now like, oh, see, Mahomes is just – yeah, well, Mahomes has generational arm talent, yeah. capability right. like you've it's never not seen. Even before. It's not break. the same. So I just hate all these things that give people hope about Mitch. Watch the game film. Take it for what it is. Make an opinion based on what you're seeing on the field, not what you want to be seeing on the field. Here's what I've Stretch. come to, to realize, that when an athlete isn't good, you're going to start hearing this about him. He watches a lot of film. He's a great teammate. He's a great father. He's a great person. A.K.A. he it's sucks. It's all the white guy attributes. A.K.A. he sucks. <laughs> he sucks, dude. That's like the 10th guy on an NBA bench. That's like a 6'4 white dude. That's, That's like Mark Tressman scouting report. trying to describe every player on his Bears team. He's a great father. He's a great He man. drives a minivan now. <laughs> So are we on board more now than ever that Ryan Pace drafted Trubisky because it looks like his son? <laughs> <laughs> he saw himself. That in was the Trubisky. best narrative I've ever heard on sports radio, I think, in my life. And then once you Google it, it's so you true. You know what? That one actually makes me feel better than knowing that he never met with Deshaun Watson. So I would you rather know him me, know man? that he took him because he thinks he looks like his okay. son and maybe in like some – he you had an affair a while ago and he thinks it's his kid <laughs> than him not – here is why Ryan, Ryan Pace drafted Mitch uh, Trubisky, and I'll forever be pissed about it, and it probably wasn't even his own idea. His dad probably told him to do it. The story is when they went to go have a dinner meeting pre-draft, they told Mitch to set up the reservation, and he made the reservation under the name James McMahon. What's that? So? Jim McMahon, the Bears' best quarterback in history. And I think from there, Ryan Pace was all in. And you know that wasn't Mitch's idea. Mitch is not smart <laughs> enough to come up with that idea. Mitch be has, that clever. No, the best no Bears way. quarterback in Bears history was none other than no, Jay Cutler. No. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Probably. he's definitely the best at giving up for sure. Could you imagine Jay running this offense in his prime? No, he'd Probably be terrible. Probably have a Super Bowl. No, we, we would not, dude. Jay was an athlete. He had some of the best arm strength we've seen in the NFL this decade or last decade. And, yet, and yet he still calls Aaron Rodgers daddy. Yes, he so. does, but so does every other quarterback in <laughs> the NFL. Every other Bears quarterback in our lifetime Yeah, but he's Aaron a Bears. Rodgers. Bears. The only yeah. player not to call Aaron Rodgers daddy quarterback-wise is Brady and Breeze, and that's where the list ends. Has Mahomes played him yet? No. No, they, uh, the, the they Packers the beat them, list. but Mahomes was hurt. So yeah. All right. That's I forgot true. about that. Okay, so four we'll quarterbacks. See. Four quarterbacks don't have to call him daddy. Everyone else is bowing down and asking for scraps from the food table. I will say. I will hey, say he's about... number four on the list of bad throws, man. He's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I will say about Jay, I don't know if you guys follow Kyle Long on Twitter, but he's been kind of trying to figure out his post-football life, Yeah, which looks like it's going to have some media involved because he's pretty good there. Media and but video games, for sure. Video games. He's like a racing streamer. Yeah. Like eye racing. Kyle Long is awesome. Yeah, he's He's got like a whole setup, but it's hilarious. But yeah, he's really good he, too. He came out and was talking about Jay on Twitter this week, and he a lot of people Jay gets a bad rap because he seems and is probably a dick to a lot of people in real life. But Kyle Long talked about how he was honestly one of the best teammates that he ever had, and when when Kyle Long was like going through injury issues, Jay would just show up at his house at like six o'clock in the morning and be like, just to make sure he was working on his treatments and everything was going good. So I think. Jay's outward appearance is that of a dickhead, and it's probably somewhat accurate. But it's crazy when you talk when you hear any of his former teammates talk about him; they only have glowing remarks. Except for Erlacher and Briggs, but being the what do they say about him, they're just they, 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 they don't really like say anything Jay. great about him. You can tell they're just like, eh, fuck this guy. I'm sure a lot of defenses. That's not, that's like almost being on two different teams. Yeah, you're right. That's true. That's that's you a know, fair point. Yeah. So it's not being like they had to the, work together. the very cavalier resident of the show. I will say that I have concluded two things about Jay. One, he is a dick. And two, he actually does not care how you view him. Like, he legitimately does not care. And I think that rubbed people the wrong way, and he doesn't care. Why should, I mean, I'm not he, why should he care? No, I mean, you're right. I, I don't care over the way people think about me, and his, I'm not Jay Cutler. <laughs> his interview on Pardon My Take was phenomenal. It was really good, yeah. Just like it was really the good. most real. I mean, everyone's he, pretty he's good. He's basically on my an, an NFL player because uh, because Vanderbilt thought he was someone else. Yeah, yeah. That, it's that, so <laughs> funny. They thought he was a tight end, right? Yeah, and they he thought he was like, a tight end. Crazy, so crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, well, I'm going to transition. Andy is so excited that we're not talking about the Bears anymore. Right? He's like, thank God. So we, I received a, a I random. I like hearing Andy talk about the Bears. Yeah. Me too, because he comes why, up with Andy, non-biased That's why we respect opinions. the hell out of you, because you are a Packers fan, but you know a lot and have actually well-thought-out points about the Bears. So thanks I, for being a pro, dude. I've been forced with my living situation just it's living local. in Chicago. You have to watch them. There's nothing. You know, exactly. Packers What's your life up, situation? I've grown up watching them. I've, I have to talk about them. In public just, settings, so I might as well be knowledgeable about him. Just that's, going out there, Andy. That's all personal choice. You could have just been a Bears fan in a Bears market and a loser. So shut up, all right? So one, one Super Bowl. Here, here's what's great. Loser. <laughs> here's what's great about us and Andy. Andy brings up these super valid points, and we're all like agreeing and talking. And then he like kind of gives a dig against the Bears. We're like, nope, nope. That that's we across the line. We're not talking about this anymore. <laughs> 
topic change. Yeah, we're not talking about this anymore. And typically, so, his his digs <clears throat> against the Bears are correct. No, they're not. Okay, <laughs> halfway through this week, I received a a request from fan of the show, the People's Champ, Ryan Schroeder. He thought, Whew. you know, he knows we do some parody songs here at Prime Time, and I, I don't consider this one a parody song because I'm not taking the situation lightly. But he challenged me, essentially, mm. to create a a song about COVID-19 to the tune of Mask Off by Future. <laughs> okay. So, I present to you guys Mask On. Call it how it is. Bros, let's talk. I promise, I swear. You hurt. Spit it. Yo, go get checked. You should go get checked. Go get checked. You should go get checked. Could be sick. Don't wanna spread it. Hacking shit. Fever tiredness. Mask on. Put the mask on. Mask on. Put the mask on. Go get checked. You should go get checked. Could be sick. Don't wanna spread it. Two cough <coughs> every other minute. High fever, put the mask on like you bang. Social distance, that's the living proof. If you go out, you'll spread it into every group. Strung out, looking like poo poo. Go get tested, you are overdue. COVID 19, you can barely move. Stay inside, it's for everyone's own good. TP, Tupacar, please. No need to act so crazy. Wash your hands. That's a liability. Stay safe. Think of all the elderly. Go get checked. You should go get checked. Go get checked. You should go get checked. Could be sick. Don't want to spread it. Hacking shit. Fever tiredness. Mask on. Put the mask on. Mask on. Put the mask on. Go get checked. You should go get checked. Could be sick. Don't want to spread it. Everyone stay safe out there, guys. We don't want you to get sick. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Nicely done. That was good. Nicely done. Thank you. Done. Thank you. The hardest part was coming up with a line that had the same amount of syllables and sounded similar to Percocet, Molly Percocet. <laughs> yeah, which is literally the first line of the song. So I sat there for like 20 minutes. I was like, fuck. <laughs> eventually came to. Nice work. So Schroeder, there you go. Any other challenges? Anyone else have any other challenges? Throw them at me. I got you, Sean. I still got yours in the in the pipeline. One quick comment. Uh, uh, Marie, shout out to Marie, Dan Kohler's fiance. She thought that it was not, she thought he... <laughs> She thought this song was bath salts. Bath no, salts. That, no, <laughs> she no, no, kept no, no, saying no. that it was bath that salts, was, didn't no, she? No, that was the uh, Lemon by Drake and, Drake and Rihanna. Oh, it was Lemon? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, dude. <laughs> she thought, I don't remember what she thought it was, but the line is bath salts. And I thought, thought it was this song. Guys, Instead of saying no. mask off, I'm she so thought it was bad. I'm so glad you just brought okay. this off. This is a perfect segue. I I forgot to mention this to you guys earlier. I want to start doing our idea for the text voicemail lines. It's been dead for like three or four weeks. I want to start posing the question on the previous episode so we can post it, give people a week or so to call in. Perfect topic. <laughs> what songs do you have 
where you read the lyrics incorrectly for a long period of time God, before realizing every song ever created <laughs> that the correct lyrics were. So if you have something on this topic you'd like to contribute, either text or voicemail, shoot us a text or call at 630. What's our number again? 630. Damn it. I'll cut this We're off. having technical difficulties. <laughs> All right, restart in three, two, one, go. It's, um, it's a 630 number. It Perfect. ends in 0195. I'm having a difficult time remembering the three numbers that go in between the, the first three and the last four. So I'll just uh, kill a little bit of time here while I try and pull up a graphic. I'm it's 630-447-0195. Again, 630-447-0195. Caller Texas with misheard lyrics. We want to hear them. Okay, I'm so trying to think of songs from my childhood. I that. can just tell you a fairly new song that I kind of came to me yesterday. I was listening to it. The song Budapest by George Ezra. You know that song? My All house right. in Budapest. Yeah. Okay. So at the oh, end, yeah, yeah. he's talking about he's I, I, I'm assuming it's for a girl. And I always thought he said, wait, I got to hear the rhythm. <laughs> I, I thought he said like, I do be do. But he's really saying I leave it all. And it just like I heard it and it clicked and I was like, oh my god, he's actually speaking words. This happens to me all I'm gonna have the to time. To that. That's hilarious. Jimmy, classic mixing up words with I do be do. That's what we're looking for here. My favorite one actually is those videos where people play a song and then they post words of what it sounds like it could be, and then all I can ever hear is that word moving forward. So, for example, there that song uh, New York by Alicia Keys and Jay Z. Cause you're from New York. Yeah. And then she says, Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Well, this kid did a video, and when she said that, he put, um, Concrete jungle wet dream tomatoes. And now, whenever I hear the song, all I ever sing is, Concrete jungle wet dream tomatoes. It's perfect. So if you have anything like that, please let us know. Send it in. That would be hilarious. That would be awesome. So okay, even wanna... even the, the, the start of Budapest goes, my house in Budapest, until I just looked up the lyrics now, I thought it was my hearts in Budapest. So I'm still wrong on certain <laughs> things of it. Yeah, so Jimmy's got a lot for I this. have. Perfect, I, could, perfect. I could write a book about songs. So when, when Pat and I were little and I would sing um, and a partridge in a pear tree, you know, like the Christmas song? Of course. Yes. When they said three calling birds, I thought it was three putta dirds. Three putta dirds. He used to call Taco Bell Taco Bill. Yep, I always thought it was Taco our, Bill. Our, <laughs> our, I, uncle, I our uncle Steve. It was called Taco Bill. Our Going uncle Steve was Bills. referred. Yep. So it's called so, yeah, Taco Bill. He would call our uncle Steve Casa Beep. Now, in my defense, that was like two when you were little. Speak. Well, it started young. That's what I'm trying to prove. Okay, yeah. It started young. Your understanding of the except, English language has it, been long existent, 30 plus years. Yeah, it started young and never went away. That's, Costa that's Beep, the problem. can you take us to Taco Bill? It's hilarious. It was awesome. So if it. you've got stuff like that, send them in. We want to hear it. We'll play them on next week's episode. I wanted to touch briefly on this story that we found right before we started recording, and then we're going to do a Hall of Fame after that. But um, it's a pretty ridiculous one, and it involves famous singer Lady Gaga. And the story's from E! News, and the title just says, Lady Gaga's dad asked for donations to help pay for furloughed restaurant workers. I'll just read a little excerpt, and we'll kind of talk about it. Lady Gaga's father, Joe Germanata, is under scrutiny after he launched a GoFundMe campaign to help pay his furloughed workers amid the coronavirus outbreak. 
Her father's restaurant in New York City, Joanne Trattoria, had to shut down because of the spread of COVID-19, leaving many of his workers unemployed and instead of paying his employees. The restaurant owner launched a crowdfunding campaign to raise $50,000 to pay them. His You're, daughter is worth like a hundred million dollars, no, and she is no, 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 part three hundred million dollars, three hundred million dollars. She is and part owner of the restaurant, which means that she funded the entire thing. And this guy is literally out here asking people to crowdsource, crowdfund fifty thousand dollars. Ask your daughter to write you a check, pay her back in like twenty years. Listen, Seriously. I'm not one. I mean, I, I probably am, so I shouldn't say that, but I try not to be. The person that tells other people how to spend their money. Correct. But when you have a, a resource like Lady Gaga as your daughter and you're asking, it'd be one thing to close the restaurant down and not pay them. That would be a, a dick move again, given Gaga's status, but understandable kind of in this time. But when you're asking then the public who is also facing the same problems as your workers to pay them, that's when it becomes an issue, I think. Oh, definitely. Like that guy is probably better off. Like we, that guy's probably better off than He's all not of hurting us. At all yeah, this. there's right. no way that dude's feeling the pressure His like anybody else. Could shut down, but him personally, financially, has no strain from this. Well, Correct. Lady Gaga's a part owner of the restaurant, so even that is unlikely that the restaurant would shut down. Right? Like, sh- you know what I mean? It's her dad. It's her family's business. She's worth three hundred million dollars. Chances are they're going to be okay. Right. I just think it's in poor taste. Like I thought it was cool how 100%. just about all of the, the sports owners, even some that had to be coerced to do it, are stepping up and paying their employees. Right. Except the Buffalo Sabres, did you see that? I did not see that. They fired all their employees. They did? And then they told them they worse. could reapply yeah. once this all but they wouldn't be guaranteed a position and they wouldn't start at the same pay grade that what? they were when they were working God. for them. No guarantees. Okay. Just the shittiest organization in sports. That now, is the exception concerned. to the rule I was trying Whoa. to make. So even yeah. even those <laughs> that that initially weren't weren't on board and then and then backtracked, that is crappy enough. But if they then went out and were like, "Hey, will you help us pay our employees?" When every single one of them is a billionaire, that's really right. really really poor taste. Which I think is Lady Gaga's dad on a much smaller level. That's really poor taste to do that. Hundred well, percent. The only way I think this could take a weird, worse turn is if it Gaga gets on that, board. No, that he <laughs> asked her first for the money and she said no or something, and that's why yeah, he's trying to crowdsource oh, yeah, it. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't. And that would judge look him. terrible on her. But I, I doubt that's the case. She doesn't. I know she's a weirdo, but she doesn't seem like someone who would turn her back. No. After her. this has gone public, I guarantee she pops in and I get. Yep. There throws the go. money in. Maybe that's why he did it. Maybe she was hesitant. He's like, oh, I'll crowdsource it. He had to like, strong arm his own exactly. daughter. <laughs> yeah, Give me 50000 It's like two bucks to you. It's, it really I, is. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think about that. I would really – I would have to assume that's not the case. But what if it is? I, I shouldn't assume. Jim, but, to your point too – oh, my gosh, Andy. I just saw your text. I saw that name yesterday. I meant to send it to you guys. It's hilarious. Um, Lady Gaga sorry, seems off, like a woman topic. of the people. Yeah. Just saying. Agreed. Definitely. Um, so when you said earlier like – I'm not one to definitely or necessarily criticize how people use their money or donate their money or anything like that. I also briefly wanted to mention all these people that are out there complaining about Mark Zuckerberg only donating $25 million to the cause and talking about how it's 0.05% of his net worth and he should be giving more. How much money have you donated to the cause? All the people that are out there saying this. I bet you you haven't donated 0.05%. 0.05% 0.05% of your net worth towards this cause 
Anytime anyone gives a donation over a million dollars, even not even that high. $25 million. Right. $25 million is a lot of money. It right. doesn't matter what it is relative to what you make. That is a lot of money. It just that proves he that the world is such a shit show because yeah. first they call for people like, oh, I can't believe these people aren't donating, blah, 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 blah. And then once Zuckerberg throws in $25 million, like, oh, that wasn't enough. Right, like, right. And they and then they go on Facebook to bitch about it. Okay, right. this, this one. Are you fucking serious? This what one the hell is going sent, on uh, here? This one sent me over the edge. You can feel about this family however you want, but Kylie Kardashian or no, Kylie Jenner donated a million dollars towards whatever, and this girl was just eviscerating her on Twitter, saying, "Oh, that's only whatever this of your net worth, and and of my net worth, it's thirty bucks, and I donated over thirty bucks. So she gets all this, all this press, and all this people talking about her just for her to say, oh, now that I have your attention, let's go on a rent strike podcast. in L.A. Nobody, nobody pay rent for for the month of April. So she had she talked shit about Kylie for donating a million dollars, which again doesn't matter what her net worth is. It's a lot of money. It's going to help a lot of people just so she can get people. To not pay their rent, including her. I want to see this that. I want to see that thirty dollar donation receipt. I don't believe that for one second. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. Show me the receipt. We we are in such a <laughs> cancel this bush. person, it's cancel so true, that though. person. Let's let's nitpick the 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 good that this person or that person did. Oh, but while you're doing that and now looking at my stuff, here's what I want to do. Like you're, I don't I don't understand that thinking. I I don't get it. People are pieces of shit and they're dumb as hell. And that's just a general statement, but it's a blanket <laughs> statement for the entire human race. And now more than ever, they have a voice and it's terrible. That's, that's <laughs> also the problem, I think, with social media in that we all grew up when Facebook was just like when Facebook came out it was my first year in college. So I was one of the first not people in terms like, I don't know, You're thousands like the beta of people. Yes, group. I was the beta tester group. Seriously. For Facebook. And I remember you'd go on and you'd see your friends who were at college in a different state, how drunk they got, how much fun they're having, and that's how you connected. And now everyone has a voice, which is fine. Everyone should have a voice. But just because you have one doesn't mean it's Bible and that everyone needs to listen to you and people think they're more important than they really are. Not to, like, the world, but in in terms of how they view things. Well, the problem with today's world, too, is there's there's no in-between. You either exactly. are with me yes. or you're against me. There's Ugh. no good old-fashioned back. Like, that was my whole point with agree. this guy on Facebook earlier. I was trying to start an actual argument, a fact-based argument where we can go back and forth. Like, I'm not trying to be a jerk. And I'm trying to let you know. back. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, Andy. Boom. Well done. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm trying to show you the flaws in what you're doing by just posting blanket statements out there with zero statistics or anything to back them up. And then when someone pushes you on it, you can't – like I'm not trying to like say that you're wrong. I'm trying to have a back-and-forth conversation. And I miss those days where it was okay to have a back-and-forth with someone you didn't agree with. And then at the end of it, you shook hands. You had a beer or something, and then you moved on with your life. Right. Now it's like if you don't agree with me, I hate you. Right. I hate that mindset. It's and, the worst. And you it don't have terrible. you don't have a, a problem with that, dude. You probably didn't think he was stupid at first. He clearly showed his cards, and he is stupid, but that's on him, not on you. And you don't, you don't dislike him as a person. You just think he's an idiot because he is an idiot. Correct. <laughs> He showed his true colors. Right. All right. Yeah. We're going to move on to our 
Hall of Fame. This is kind of an interesting one. This was inspired by a, a tweet that we saw this past week, and it was the tweet was name five rival or five athletes that played for rival teams of who you root for that you always liked. I guess you didn't hate. I don't know. However, we want to put it. Five rival athletes from teams you root for that you like. So that's how that's how we're gonna name it. So we can just keep it casual at this one. We wanted to do Hall of Fame, so so we'd each have our own list, and we don't really like the teams that our teams play against. So I don't have a whole lot of people, but I'm not going in in any uh, like value order either. These are just five players, not necessarily ranked, because all right, it's Let's, hard for me to rank people I mostly. We'll just hate. start with number five, Sean. You can lead it off. Um, I'll go with. I'll take Paul Canerco as my five because I don't like the Sox all that much, but Paul Canerco was a beast for years. That guy always got the job done. Hell yeah. Respect the hell out of you for that. <laughs> um, my number five is a Cubs player. My This is, I guess, my favorite Cub ever, even though I'm not a Cubs fan. Uh, Mark Grace. Jimmy Jimmy knew right away when I said he was a lefty, wore number 17. So. <laughs> and at awesome. the time, I, I played a lot of first base at the time when he was on the on the Cubs, so it was like an extension of Mark Grace on the field. Sure were. Even though yeah. I didn't like the Cubs. Beast hitter. So. I have a I have a Cub on my list as well, and that was uh Kerry Wood. Because I That's still think one. the twenty strikeout game is probably they, like top three they just replayed it the other day. Dude, yeah, nasty. I think that's one of the craziest things to ever happen in Dude, sports. His like curveballs in that game. It was all ridiculous. the perfect games and everything like that. I think don't even come close to that. Yeah, I like, feel like that. That was you think one of about the most 27 dominant. Seven outs in a game, and twenty of them were strikeouts. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, and just the uh, the highlight reel of his strikeout pitches. Dude, those all twenty balls. of them are just ridiculous. Dude, he curve had balls are a legit twelve six curveball working in yeah. that game. Yep. That's a good he one too, Andy. I always like Kerry game. Wood as well. <laughs> that is good. He's a good guy too. Kerry yeah, a solid dude. Uh, for me, mine at number five is Frank Thomas. Just guy was a freaking tank, and he did it the right way. He was one of, I think, one of two people to testify uh, that he never used steroids, even though every player was given the option. And he was a what two-time MVP. Should have been a World Series mm-hmm. champ in what ninety-five. Yeah, the strike year ninety-six, whatever 94. the strike year was. Yeah, ninety-four. And he just seems like such a I don't know, just seems like such a good dude. And he was just a beast. He would just a mammoth. He would just crush baseball. It was so fun to watch. Seriously. He that had would have one been a of the great best middle linebacker. Caricature shirts. I think it was when he won the MVP in back to back. Love that years. shirt, yeah. dude. I'm gonna have to pull this yeah, one. Yeah, it's awesome. I love dude, caricature, caric- shirts, caricature shirts from the '90s. Were the truth. We should bro. we should rank those. That, yeah, yeah, so yeah those are the great, '95-'96 <laughs> Bulls championship caricature shirt. Is, '72 and '10 team was yeah, yeah. It was pretty. All right, Shawnee. Who else we got on this list? I'm ta- I'm a Yankees fan. For those of you that don't know, I've been a Yankees fan my whole life, and I'm actually taking Pedro Martinez. Because oh, that yeah. dude was also Nasty. a beast for a long time. Yeah, he he threw some filth. He had some really, really good years. He threw Zimmerman around as awesome for yeah, he did. I forgot for a about long that. time. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with LeBron as my number four. Um, he played against the uh, you know as a Cav long enough as a division rival for the Bulls, especially in those years when Rose was on the team, where you just hated LeBron so much, but. As he's gotten older, I've grown to like him a lot more, and I just respect the hell out of him. Like, do you, I, do you I, hate him more as Heat LeBron or Cavs LeBron? 
I hated him more as as Heat LeBron. Me too. Because to. yeah, you have to. Because at least when he was on the Cavs the first time, those rosters were dog shit. Yeah. Seriously, he was doing great things with those yeah. teams. And LeBron is just—he is a likable guy. He does do things that annoy you from time to time on the court. More often than not, yes. people are just annoyed because he's so good. Um, I'm gonna go. That's I've got two fire. bears on my list, and one of them I already—I think both of them I already told you guys. But Matt Forte, um, yeah, just an all-around. I feel like he was part of the first breed of really like out of the backfield yes. catching running backs. Agreed. Um, right. Real calm demeanor, always felt like, I mean, even when he does his, uh, he's on the show with Lance Briggs and everybody from time yeah. to time. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think he's a great, like, analytics guy, very cool, calm, collected, always respected what he did on the field because he was, he was awesome, even he was, amidst He was the Bears' really best bad. player all those yeah. years. Until, he always until put numbers. Christian McCaffrey Forte had the record for most receptions by a running back. Yeah, you're right. I'm pretty sure he had, he had over a yeah. hundred receptions. Yeah, and then he over, was the first over running a thousand back to rushing do it, yards. I think. At the, yeah, I think at the time he was the first running back to do that. Yeah, so he and Andy, you're right. He was he was a bright spot in a really Dark era, bad <laughs> well, era. For we had some good years, but some good ones. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with um, Christian Yelich. Who plays on the Brewers and at the at the time I wanted the Cubs to trade for him because he had such a team friendly contract and you knew he was gonna become an up and coming player. And then he just he busted out on the scene in a monster he won an MVP, right? I believe so. And he just won one? Yeah, uh two years ago two, he won. Yeah, two, two years, years ago he won one. He probably should have won it last year too. Yeah, had he not got injured. Yeah. Which is insane that anyone other than Mike He's Trout wins MVP down. every year, but I think it's like it's yeah. like Jordan back in the nineties, like, okay, this guy's the best, but who else is better? Well or LeBron. Would, Trout still would have been yeah, able LeBron, to win yeah, they go. give out the MVP for both leagues. Oh true. So, You're right. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, so Trout's just gonna win that every year, but Trout got her last year too. He still won, won though. Christian Yelich. Oh, I didn't know that. Jesus. It was it was uh, Trout and, and Bellinger were the MVPs last year. Oh yeah, year. that's right. The LA Bellinger boys. was he had a great year. Christian Yelich, other than the the way he runs, I really like him as a baseball you have player. To pay attention to that. So specific. He's so annoying how he runs. Other than the way he runs, <laughs> other than the way he dots his eyes, I love that guy. Uh, uh, is it me? Yeah. I, I am gonna take. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you? If I was going to rank him, this guy would probably be my number one, but I'm going to take him now because I need to think about the rest of my list. But Brett Favre, mm. for sure, would be my number one. That guy was a beast on the field, and he's fucking hilarious. He is Great funny. personality. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I, to this day, have never been able to find this clip, and it was amazing. I was at Adam Flores' house. It was like 2009. NFL Network was on. They were playing. They were, it was like a special on Brett Favre, and they were playing. It was mic'd up. And they were playing all these sound clips of Brett Favre being mic'd up. So and this good. guy comes flying in, and he comes flying past him, but he throws his arms out to try and try and sack him. And Favre gets the throw off, but right after he throws it, he goes like, oh, right in the dick. I've seen that clip at that. I'll find it. It is the funniest Dude. clip ever, and I cannot find it. I still it use, so I still to this day use it. Anytime I get hit or someone gets sick, oh, right in the dick. It, dude. I can't find it. It's so funny though. Right in the we'll dick. find it, dude. Because we'll fi- I've we'll... seen that a ton. 
he his whole his highlight reel of being mic'd up is make, hilarious. Make that dude. my quarantine job is to find or, that. Or him clip. like when he he uh he'll uh, like throw a fifty yard bomb. There's a guy who's like falling on his ankles. He just rips ass in his face and trots yeah. down the field. Ah, <laughs> uh, classic fart. Going up to refs. Got any eligibility left? Yeah. They're like, what? He's like, got any eligibility left to play? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Uh, it's goofy as hell. So all right, funny. my next one. I'm gonna go with another Packer. Ryan Grant, he was a solid running back there for the Notre Packers Dame for, running back, Andy. Yeah, exactly. Um, four or five years, I would say he had a good good run there with the Packers, and he seemed to always have his best games against the Bears. But he was a guy who was like, he was always really good with the media. I felt like really professional, not one of like you know, easy guy to like. So Super I Bowl never champion, really had any. Ryan Grant. There you go. Never Notre had Dame alum, Super Bowl champion Ryan Grant. Got it, guys. Got it. <laughs> Uh, Andy hates Notre Dame players. I do. <laughs> Ryan Grant was mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going um, NFL rival, but not to the Bears for this one. Uh, Kelvin Johnson. Mm. Ooh, that Kelvin guy terrorized the NFC North for his entire career. <sighs> and he was, I think he was one of the most fun wide receivers to watch play. Agreed. Because he just... Like wide receiver, I think it's kind of hard to like visually dominate a football field. Yeah. That guy, you could see him wherever he lined up, and you could see him whenever he was wide open because he towered over cornerbacks yes. and could just bully them. Yeah, and I, the best he was so best awesome. part about Calvin Johnson is he went to college at Georgia Tech, yeah, yep. like an option school that didn't even utilize him at all. Right? Really? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. hilarious. Insane. Just another painful reminder, though, that the last 20 years for the Bears has featured Favre Rogers, Adrian Peterson on the Vikings, then Calvin Johnson on the Lions. Some so. of the best at their positions and the to Bears do had. it. And how bad was Detroit? that they Did they make it to the playoffs with him? Nope. Yeah, but Stafford had he, some oh, yeah. really, really good seasons he never, with Calvin Johnson. I don't Johnson. think he ever played in a – if he did, they didn't I win. He so. might have played in one playoff game at most. I'm pretty sure they never that, had anything else I but think, Stafford I think they made it once against the Saints and got blown out. Probably. I think. I could be That's wrong, a good man. pick, though, Andy. That's a real solid pick. That 50-50 balls weren't even – I've seen that dude go up against two, three people and, say, like, three no guys problem that make come the, down there, there was like, no 50-50 ball for him. It was 80-20 in favor of I Calvin mean, for, Johnson for, every time. Seriously. I think so he's awesome. the best receiver I've ever seen play. Just from a pure, pure size, speed, talent standpoint, I he's just, say, like, the full package. Yep. I would say from a – from a throw the yeah from 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 what we deem as a wide receiver, I think the best all around wide receiver we've ever seen is Julio Jones. I think he's better than Julio. I think he's a better version of Julio. I'm, Jones. I'm sorry, I'm I'm talking all around like Julio Jones will block a linebacker thirty yards. I down think the, field. the best like, yeah, all around all yeah, around right. is Julio. I think Larry Fitzgerald's the best all around receiver okay, of I, our that, lifetime. That's, that, that is, is a great argument too. That is a great. But argument. I, I see what you're saying with Julio. He does everything. His thing is he just hasn't been able to stay on the field Correct. all the time. Yes. He gets hurt a lot. Like yes. Larry Fitzgerald has been consistent. Dude, and the, the whole oh, career. God, I love he has more to, tackles than than drop passes in his career. That's Julio insane. tends to shrink. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's the best stat. Julio the tends best. to shrink in the red zone. Either they don't go to him, or he can't get no, it done. He's not a touchdown machine in the red zone. Right. One way or another, he doesn't get it done. But digress. Back to the list. Johnny, right, you'll you'll probably be in agreement with me on this one. Uh, Albert Pujols, who oh, was Pujols just the machine. A cu- 
Dude, okay, so that's what I was going to bring up. Pat and I still talk about this commercial from like 15 years ago. It was an ESPN <laughs> commercial where, where they, they're showing Albert as like a, a Terminator, and he's like, guys, I'm, not machine, I'm, guys, just, I'm Albert, just Albert, okay? <laughs> and we would quote that commercial so all the time. Because, and, I'm not machine, I'm just Albert. And honestly, I think because of that commercial, they showed his personality, even though he's a horrible actor, and I just thought it was so funny, and he's just such a good dude. He has a child with special needs. He's so involved. I think Special Olympics and the special needs community. And he was, in a, he was an amazing, amazing baseball player. So yeah. I don't think – I think his acting was actually spot on for the spot at hand. Right. Being a bad actor was perfect for well, playing a robot tr- I pretending guess, to be a human. I guess there you go. Yeah, right. And, and look what it did for Arnold. That's, that's a great point. I didn't think about it like that. I think Bujos, if he never left St. Louis, he might have gone down as one of the best. And when he, Once he went to L.A., his number is strong because of the – Probably mostly because of the ballpark. I mean, obviously his talent started to right. shrink with age. But if he Bulls never left St. Louis, are almost unmatched insane. in the MLB. Seriously, it's ridiculous. thirty a year, hundred home, hundred RBIs, three hundred, three twenty average. Yeah, three twenty, three thirty for, year for in ten year years out. straight. Yeah. yeah, it was insane. Awesome. He's a beast. He is. Um, is it my turn? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to just package these two players up because we have one more round, right? Yeah. I'm just going to throw these two together. There are two more St. Louis Cardinals, but one is Jim Edmonds. And the other is uh, Molina. Yeah. I love watching those guys play. Molina is like the purest of all, like all catchers of yeah. our lifetime. Such he just, a prick. He's clutch. Great, he's a prick. Catcher. He's got cannon arm. Jim great Edmonds, defense. The master the game. of slowing down so you yep. can full extend dive on the catch. The, the man made human highlight reel. Jim like, Edmonds that awesome. dude was awesome. Played yeah. so <laughs> shallow. It was ridiculous. Jim Edmonds was, was basically standing three steps behind second base and then would have to run Dude. out and make these diving catches. It's like, but I haven't he, been on web gems in two days. He Seriously. has, he has the uh, uh, coronavirus. Great, great center fielder, though, honestly. Dude, he robbed home runs and had a cannon for he an arm as well. He was a great well. center fielder. And he was a great batter, Everyone too. Everyone just rips on him because, like, you could notice when he would do it. Right. Yeah. But he wanted to make those highlight reel plays. But he was know. damn good at making the, the highlight reel play. But here's manufacturing why. It. For, for, for whatever reason, he was better running back than he was coming in. And he knew that, so he positioned hey, himself accordingly. Isn't that true for everyone, though, in the outfield? It's easier to run back on a ball than it is to run towards a ball. It's, I hate running in on a ball. I really if do. If you overrun it, you're screwed. You look like an idiot. Yeah. Part Always of the problem is to... That's the number one yeah. rule of being an outfielder. Always step back, read the ball. Yep. Um, all right. My number two, I guess, is Joe Maurer from the Minnesota Twins. Mau, Mau, um, that guy yeah. in decade. Just killed the Sox over and over. One of the better catchers of our lifetime as well. Consummate pro, won multiple batting titles, and just has always been a, a good guy. That you've never had any reason to dislike Joe Maurer other than the fact that he crushed against your team. Yeah. Um, I was trying to I think of a good one for the Bulls, and I, think, I was trying. I'm trying to as well. I think what I settled on was uh, Ben Wallace. Uh, Solid pick. That Detroit team was very, Hated very him good. Hated him as a bull, but... Yeah. yeah. That Detroit <laughs> team was very, very good, and I hated Rasheed Wallace. Um, I didn't really like any of the other guys, Billups, Tayshawn Prince, but Ben Wallace was one of those guys that, like, you could tell was just super fun, had his giant afro, and was just a beast at blocking shots, and that's about it. Yep. Yeah. His defense was Rebounding ridiculous. Yeah. 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 His defense do. was ridiculous. Like a thirty percent free throw shooter. Yeah. Just, just a freak athlete. It's all, it's all I needed. Yep. God. Uh, my number, I guess, two is going to be LeBron James. Heat LeBron James. Uh, 
That 2010, 62-20 Bulls team was must-watch TV Sunday to Sunday. I thought that team was going to win a championship, and then they stuck LeBron James on Derrick Rose, and that was that. <laughs> Shut it down. Guys, you know what sucks that I was thinking about earlier? And I know we talk, we've probably talked about this a bunch, but we we never got prime Derrick Rose. So sad. We never got the extended period of prime Derrick. Well, Rose. He, right. he was like, like he was twenty two when he won. He like most guys consider their prime years like twenty five to thirty. Yeah, we never got it. it. It's so sad. It does suck, but he also said a number of retarded things that make me oh, yeah. want him to leave the city of Chicago <laughs> after a while. It's like I was sick of hearing Derek him talk. Derrick Rose, great basketball player, not smart human. Yeah, and his brother was equally as annoying and yeah, twice as vocal. Yeah, that shit only came out once he started getting hurt. Yeah. Right. You're right. Well, that's what that I could deal with if it was, if it was just injuries. I would have like, like right now, I don't care about Derrick Rose at all. Like, I don't care about him if he comes back to the Bulls. I'm I want him to do well, but I don't care about him like I did because of the things he said, the things he's done, and the things his brothers have done. It's like, I you know, I just have no sympathy for Derrick Rose, and I don't care. So I'm glad we got what we did out of him, and I'm glad it's also over with too. It was annoying for two and a half years. That's fair. I mean, it definitely it it threw off the whole trajectory of the franchise. It, they got lucky true. to get him in the first place, but they never have recovered since then. Right. right. Mostly because we stuck with Paxson and Foreman, but that's for a whole different debate. <laughs> right. God uh, damn it. Um, <laughs> they could be considered our rivals, or yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I hate them anyway. So. <laughs> All right, Sean. Let's round it up. <laughs> uh, last one. Damn. I don't even have a last one. I was trying to think of a basketball one too, but I can't really think of a basketball rival that I'm gonna go with. So, so why'd do you it. double up two picks? Because I don't wanna I don't wanna go baseball twice in a row. Do it. Do what you gotta do. Andrew McCutcheon. Okay. Cub killer. Guy was a beast for a long time. Um uh, my number one already been mentioned, Brett Favre on the Packers. I uh a young Pat Riley once had a Brett Favre jersey. True, I've seen it. I was a, even though I was a Bears fan. But just one of those guys who's just – it sucked when he did it against your team, but there there haven't been many players even since Favre that have been as fun to watch play the game as him. And like you said, Sean, once you kind of see all these behind the scenes and hear these stories about Favre, he's just a, a redneck who can chuck a football. Pretty much. Yep. Got to love it. Got to. Got to love it. My number one is Brian Urlacher. Um Nice. Hall of Famer. Wrecked all teams during his career, um, and really was the first of his kind. Um, the speed, athletic linebacker, which is now the proto- prototype for the NFL, right? Um, and also just consummate professional off the field. Like there was nothing to hate about him. Great, right. you could tell too. he was a hundred percent teammate guy, and mm-hmm. yep. all in on Chicago. Yeah. I okay, I. I stand by, I feel like Erlacher wouldn't have been the same football player had he done the restore during his career. <laughs> Something about the baldness and just the intimidation factor played into it. You're right. Me personally. I feel like the baldness and the tattoo went hand in hand. Yeah. Oh, the barbed wire tat is just a classic tough guy tattoo. Right. <laughs> Dude, it's so, it's so great. <laughs> classic <laughs> tough guy. That right? tattoo is so great. And he probably... Uh, I, you know, I, I wonder if he re- uh, no. There's no hilarious. way that he can he can regret that tattoo because that thing is that thing is awesome. 
Brian Urlacher has no regrets, other than going bald for like 10 years, as shown by being on a restored billboard every two and a half miles on 290. He's definitely pissed at the Bears for not resigning him at the end. Oh, I was yeah. pissed oh, at yeah. the Bears for that. Uh, I think a lot of people were. He just, he's the guy who deserved to be let go the right way or, or finish on his own terms. Mm-hmm. Jim, what are you giggling at over there? Check Jesus your phone. Christ, dude. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> okay, can't talk about that. Talk about the one Andy sent us, though. It's just a picture of a truck driver during an interview on what looks like CNN or something. And his name is, I'm going to try and say it. Dar- it's D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan Raspberry. What? <laughs> D'Artagnan Raspberry. D apostrophe A-R-T-A-G-N-A-N. Raspberry. R-A-S-B-E-R-Y. No Three Musketeers. What if oh, you- oh you think yeah. About that. Okay, okay, okay. If he has a lisp, D'Artagnan Raspberry. <laughs> Oh, there's no P. Sorry, if that was me, I would have been like, D'Artagnan. <laughs> but that's why Andy said it, not me. All right, solid um, list. I really Wait, like I didn't get to finish. What the hell? Oh, crap. Well, you're over there talking Your about Your list sucked anyway. My list was great. <laughs> All right, finish off, Jim. My Sorry. number one is Aaron Rodgers. Thank you. Ooh, I you never like Aaron Rodgers? I oh, never my put gosh. him on my list. He, I, I Farm's think, way more likable. I think... Oh, I think as Aaron a human, Rodgers, I agree completely. But yeah, oh, as general. a as a as a human, Aaron Rodgers is a chode. But as a football I hate player, everything about Aaron. Rodgers. I think he's the best quarterback I've ever seen play. Pat Mahomes. Thank you. I respect his talent, but <laughs> I don't you. like him at all as a person, human being. He or seems very player. high maintenance, but I, I like him a lot as a football player. I don't. I hate him and Tom Brady. <laughs> I put them in the same list of being great and hated by me. So, if we have a season this year, <laughs> Tampa Bay... you should Bay... make a Venn diagram of people I hate, people that are great, and then they, where they meet in the middle. <laughs> it's a long list, I'm sure. Tampa Let's Bay plays in Chicago this year, list. Sean, so we can go to a game and Ooh, crap Brady on Brady. Chicago. Dude, Brady's I'm going to make Chicago. so many signs. I'm going to have so many signs Your made. first sign has to be the Venn diagram. <laughs> Holding it up. People that are great, people I hate. Just Tom Brady in the Tom middle. Tom Brady in the middle, all caps, huge dude. He, he, he just he filed for TB times TB, and we should make like a dorky sign, like more like total bitch times total bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you think of that one? It just Big came ben. to me. <laughs> okay, Pat. Okay, wait. Time out, Pat. <laughs> Do you remember my all-time greatest total idea bitch. for a sign? Your all-time for like a sporting event for a or sporting just in event. general. Sadly, I don't. But it was. I'm, I'm it curious. was. Hey, a Rod, go sit on one. Oh yeah. <laughs> just a straight yeah. up. Hey, a Rod, go sit on one. I actually remember uh, that now that you said it. Yeah, right. Now that you said, it, I was like, oh, uh, that's hilarious. That's a good one. All right, so we'll go to a game. We'll make a Venn diagram sign and a hey. Go to a Bears game, just having hey, a Rod, go sit on one. <laughs> Not against the Packers, though, with no context. So people think it's about Rodgers, but it's actually Alex Rodriguez. Dude, I want to make a TB times TB sign. Don't fill it out. Have Brady sign it and then fill it out after he signs it. Right. Be like, Tom Brady Here, here's, what you do. Yeah, here's what you exactly. do. Have, have a poster and fold it. So it says TB times TB. He signs it, and then you open it. And it says total bitch by total In his face. <laughs> to Tom Got Brady. Him. That would be so awesome. Oh, man. That would be so great. Got him. That'd be awesome. All right, now that the list is actually over, it's a good. Seems like a good time to wrap it up. Solid, happy boys. We will see you next week. 
You're going to notice this sounds a little bit different. We changed our podcast host this past week. So now you can find our podcast in addition to Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. It's now on Google Podcasts again. Boom. Our podcast page is anchor.fm slash bros let's talk. And our, our website that we made like two years ago and I never put any time into it is now functional and running and has all of our content on there. You and can looks go really to bros good. Let's, you can go to brosletstalk.com. You can listen to our episode straight from there. You can find all of our links to everything. So do that. That'd be awesome. We love you guys. We appreciate you listening. For Jimmy, Andy, and Sean, this is Pat. Later, bros. Peace. See Later. you, boys. All right. Latest on the men, Jay. Lord of mercy. If the broad is thirsty, I have a man reimbursement. Hey, goodbyes! <laughs>